What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That test sucked. Like, that test really sucked. And here's why, right? Like, in most tests, you can go in and you can, if you study and you memorize stuff, you're like, okay, cool. I know the answer to that. The answer is two plus two is four. Okay, got it. You know, but when you have a question that's like, Johnny is working at company A and company A is doing this and then this happens, what should the project manager do next? And then, and you have like a collection of answers and none of them really make sense, right? You're like, I, I don't get it. So 200 questions, four hours of pure uncertainty. <laughs> Cold That's sweats, what... just like, <laughs> just like scribbling all over the paper because you can't maintain your composure. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you, it's so long that you could take breaks in it, right? Whenever you want, you could just get up go sign out and then go to like the bathroom and then cry in the stall. <laughs> so, so did you have an expert project manager just waiting out in the lobby? Like, Hey, listen, so company a, if they, if they were doing this, what do you think they would do? I wrote that question. I worked for company a. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Travis. Hey everybody, this is Brandon. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, where every week we pick some sort of article, news story, something that's happening, and we talk about it. We talk about it as it relates to pop culture and pull out some interesting themes. If you have a story that you find interesting that you think we should discuss on a future episode, please send us those stories so that we can, uh, we can deem them worthy of our time and effort. <laughs> <laughs> and then possibly talk about it on a future episode. There's lots of ways that you can do that. You can hit us up on our social networks on Facebook at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show over on Twitter at apathusiast. I don't know how you would send a story suggestion to Instagram, but you could try it at apathetic underscore enthusiasm. <laughs> and of course we have our website, apathetic enthusiasm.com where you can get to all of those links. Plus all of our future, our past, all of our future episodes. Is that a thing you could do? Can you time travel via the website and get to all future episodes? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Depending on how long ago 
this episode came out, you may be able to get to all future episodes. But uh, you can get all our past episodes over on the website and a whole lot more. Uh, Brandon, how the heck are you? Hey, man, I'm I'm the heck. I'm the heck pretty good. <laughs> all right. All right. Is that, is that how you answer that? I believe so. Heck. I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, the heck, um, I, I think about this from time to time as I'm, as I'm driving to work, my five-minute commute to work. You know, what is the heck anyway? You know, like, is it, is it a mind space? Is it, <laughs> you know, is it, is it like a, a whisper in the wind? You know, these are things I think about for five minutes at a time. I think it's just a way for people to not say hell uh on like kids shows or something uh oh i have a question about that actually not about the hell or the heck thing but the other day uh chelsea or or my son said crap right and i was like "Eh, i don't i don't know about that letting him say that and she's like what no that's that's fine that's fine i'm like i know it sounds doesn't sound nice i and and uh, you know me, like I don't usually. Yeah, care you're about usually just dropping f bombs on your son all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, get the f out of here, you f and f, uh, which stands for friend. I call him friend a lot. <laughs> get the friend uh, out of here, you friending friend. But but she was okay with saying crap. But just not even five minutes earlier than that, he was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and she's like, No, don't say that. I was like, So you, you're okay with him saying crap? But if he says, if he says, the, if, if the he name blasphemes, of the Lord and Savior, if he blasphemes, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I mean, which which is which is worse in your opinion, crap or Jesus Christ, or are both of them unacceptable? Uh, I think crap. I would let slide a little bit easier. Um, yeah, just say cheese and rice. You know, <laughs> you're you're part Mexican. It, it works. It's part of his oh. heritage. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble the other day at work uh, because I said "muffa," right? "Muffa," <laughs> and my peer was like, "You can't, you can't say that." I'm like, "What? I didn't, I didn't say anything." Like, "Well, you, we knew what well, you were you, saying. You implied something." So yeah, I mean, I'm like, that's why when I say "crap," I or like, "What the heck?" Like, yeah, of course you're substituting another word for it. Yeah, I guess. Right? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, well that was fun. That and, and that has nothing to do with the article that we have to discuss this week. Uh, this article. I had to get validation. So. Uh, yeah. No. I think. I think you're fine. And we could. We could maybe dedicate another episode to this uh, in the future. Uh, <laughs> but this week we are talking about morality, uh, which I, I guess sort of ties into your chosen curse words. Uh, but this. I planned that. This. I planned that. <laughs> this is an article from the Atlantic. Uh, shout out to the Atlantic. I think this is the second one that we've covered from them. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's called How Bioshock Mocked Video Game Morality. Uh, it's by David Sims. And it discusses morality within the Bioshock series itself, but then uh, to a larger part within video games in general. Uh, I found this to be an interesting article. You sent it to me, so I know you found it uh, at least somewhat interesting. Uh, yeah, a little bit. What what are, what are your initial takes on what was said in the article by David Sims? But the, the the initial take was I thought it was interesting that they went about it as Bioshock mocking the the morality system, right? Uh, because it, it talks about you know, you know spoiler alert for anybody who's never played Bioshock, and we've talked about this on the show specifically before. the original Bioshock. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah we're gonna we're gonna give away some spoilers for sure. So. I don't know that game's like almost ten years old now. 
So yeah, yeah. sorry if you're late to the party on this one. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, in the in the game, the the you're you're being talked to, and the, this guy says, "Would you kindly?" And it's it's your trigger phrase to to do to do stuff like um, your like Manchurian Candidate type type stuff. Yeah, right? you basically play like a sleeper agent for this guy that's overthrowing this dystopian, you know, futuristic type uh, undersea world. Uh, and so, and yeah, and so there are parts within the game where you really have no choice, but usually that, that those moments are preceded by him saying, would you kindly go do something? And you really don't, the first playthrough, you really don't think about it. It just seems like almost like a polite thing to say. And within the framework of the style of the game and everything like that, it just seems like, okay, this is, this is how this guy talks. Yeah. In, in, as far as, uh, the, the main topic of morality, right? Not, not not that so much is like that's being like pushed in a, in a in a way where you don't have a choice on on how you're being moral right uh but there are times throughout the game where you come across these these little girls who they're called little sisters and you have a choice to kill them and and suckle upon their <laughs> their power their, right their, yeah uh, or or let them go right and the the article talks about how if you kill any of these little girls, then you get the bad ending, or if you let them live, then you you get the good ending, right? And so it it's talking about morality in in that sense. Um, how you know this guy says, "Would you kindly?" throughout the whole game, but when it comes to killing the little girls, he he leaves it up to you, right? Yeah, um, and and I think you know it's uh. It's an it was interesting the first playthrough when I when I played the game when it came out I I don't know how how you went about it but I was like okay I'm going to save them like and and there was just part of me that was like I I know I'm not going to get as much of a benefit for for like leveling up and and increasing my weapons and things like that but I'm the type of guy that's like yeah I'm going to play straight and narrow I'm going to I'm going to you know set them free and then see how that plays out and then there's lots of other people who have that choice. They're like, well, I'm going to, it's going to make the game a little bit easier or I'm going to be able to um, be more powerful in the game. So yeah, I'll, I'll harvest the little sisters and, and, and see how that plays out. Uh, did you, which way did you go on that first playthrough? Uh, I, I went, I went saving. Them. Okay. All right. That's because we're good people. And <laughs> exactly. And that's that. And that's our show. There it is. We're, we're good. We're people. Moral. The end. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because it brings up this question of morality, uh, not just within the game, but sort of between the game and the person playing it and how it mm-hmm. gives you that option as a player to make these moral decisions and, and, and have an outcome on the ending. Really, it only boiled down to two possible cutscene differences at the end of this game. But yeah. um, there are games that try to capitalize on that, giving giving the player more moral decisions that they can make and then and then impacting the flow of the rest of the game based on those decisions uh it was the first bioshock did a pretty good job of it the subsequent bioshock game not so much it was it wasn't developed by the same uh, game designer so i i I understand what how that could be different um but yeah i I think from since bioshock came out there have been a lot of games that have tried to tap into this moral code and see uh, if they can impact their their version of storytelling uh, based on morality. 
Yeah, I coming up with the the notes for the show. Uh, it really got me thinking. The article really got me thinking about you know the different types of uh, morality in games. Right, um, you have the Bioshock, which Bioshock, uh, Telltale games, um, where they're you know they're they're more they're they're pushing you down a, a a story path. It's it's on rails for the most part, and they're just uh, they're stops like moral stops, right? Where you make these decisions and go on. Right. And then the, and, and then, you know, uh, it got me thinking about like other games where you, it's like they're the open world morality, <laughs> the open world morality, like grand theft auto crackdown, the division where you're like, Hey, I'm free to do whatever I want, wherever I want. And it's, it has no effect on the game. How, how many people you hit with your car going through San Andreas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, you're just like ah, I'm hitting a bunch of car people, because they they don't have, and that's that's an interesting thing to me, like because maybe these these civilians getting hit by your car, uh, they don't have like a story, they don't have, they don't have personality, right? Like, yeah, there's no there's no legitimate connection with those figures that you're kind of laying waste to as you drive through San Andreas or something like that. Uh, so so that that maybe it's a little bit easier to uh to deal with uh, a game for me that you talk about open world uh f- the fallout games fallout 3 and fallout 4 oh, yeah. that's that's those are games where i felt like morality uh you could really play the games based on your set of values so you could you could go sure. into situations and really position your character to be a jerk that just kills everybody and does things a certain way or you could try to be an upstanding citizen and help people out. And they give you a lot of opportunities throughout the game to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. The challenge, I think, for all of these games and video games in general, when it comes to balancing moral decisions versus creating a good game, is a lot of video games are goal-oriented, right? And it talks about this in the article. You have to, you have to achieve certain things to progress through the story, progress to the end of the game. If you're going to beat the game at all, if it has any kind of plot then you have to hit certain milestones. You have to do certain things. And it's hard to design a game that allows you that freedom of choice while still directing you down a certain path to complete mm-hmm. different uh, objectives. So uh, some games are really good at it. Some have have not so much. You, you, get, you get the extremes. You mentioned Telltale games. And, yeah. and I mean, we've both been playing the Telltale Batman game. Uh, the second episode just recently came out. And Telltale games are good because they tell good stories, but from a gaming perspective, they're not my favorite games to play necessarily because I I feel like I'm a spectator a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. yes, while I am impacting choices that are made in conversations and sometimes I'm button mashing when they pop up on the screen and things like that, there are times where I don't really feel like I'm fully in control of what's going on. Uh, so So while it is more based on these moral decisions... I feel like the gameplay kind of takes a backseat to an extent. Do, do you ever feel that way or, or no, no, I, I, I agree with you. Telltale games are essentially the pop-up books of video games, mm-hmm. right? Cho- Where, choose your own adventure for, for video games a little bit. Yeah. Like a, a little bit, right? Yeah, cause, like, cause even then you don't, some of your choices really don't impact what happens from scene to scene, just sort of how people feel about things. Yeah. yeah. Like, like movies are, are books right you're just you're just taking them in you're not you're not interacting with them right 
uh, Telltale games, you're not really interacting with them too much, right? But you turn a page, and then there's a there's a little slot on the on the page where like you can you can make a guy jump up, right? Or you could do something, right? Yeah. It doesn't really it really doesn't affect how how the the book is going to end, but you know while while you're playing it, you can you can yeah. fiddle around with yeah. with some of the pages, right? I mean that's that's kind of what I feel that the Telltale games are, and I love pop up books. Hey, so so best of best of both worlds. You seem like a guy that could really get down on a good pop-up book. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the kind of criticisms of Telltale is that, you know, no matter the decisions you make, right, that you're still going down a, a set path. And, you know, I, I can I can see that still. Um, I, I know, like, in the Walking Dead games, which I, I don't think you've, you've played, um, like you do something and then it'll say such and such will remember that. And then like two scenes later, that guy gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, what, well, is, what does it matter? He didn't remember it for very long, apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, uh, they, they do that on a lot of the telltale games. Um, uh, even Minecraft story mode, which we talked about like a uh-huh. year ago on, on the, on the podcast. Um, they, they, they indicate, um, and you don't always know ahead of time that it's going to be, something of importance but they definitely indicate throughout the game that uh certain responses will be remembered by the people that you're that you're communicating with and 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 typically if in most of the games you can find ways that those decisions that you made impacted the behaviors or actions of someone further throughout the story so uh, i want to say about the the walking dead series of games you know we we talk about uh, moral choices those in, in the other Telltale games as well, but specifically uh, because I I played the Walking Dead ones, there are like some really like powerful decisions that maybe they don't necessarily affect the the ending of the game, right? But as you're in that moment and you're like deciding, uh, should I go help this person or should I should I help this person or help this person? And one of one of them is going to die, right? Mm, or yeah. uh, in in the Walking Dead, you the season one you play as this guy Lee and he's protecting this little girl Clementine. Right. And eventually Lee spoiler, spoiler alert, everybody spoiler alert. If you haven't played season one of walking dead, uh, Lee gets, Lee gets bit and you have the decision at the end of that first season as Clementine, whether or not you're going to shoot him. Right. And, and then in season two of the game, you play as Clementine and you also make some of those really difficult decisions, like uh, because you have history with one character and then this other new character shows up. Uh, and it's just, you know, you're you're looking at it from your perspective, like what would I do knowing the shared history of all these characters, right? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy that aspect of it, and it, it, it makes me... There are times in those in those moments where I know exactly what I would do as a person, mm-hmm. but sometimes I get a little bit more swept up on like what would this character do or what would you know like when I'm playing the Batman game, I think, okay, so I know the decision that me Travis I would make if if facing this, but as Bruce Wayne as a as a as a millionaire who <laughs> who moonlights as a vigilante how yeah. would how would I answer this question so there are times when I think. You know, I will give responses because I I think as Bruce Wayne, well, I'm going to distance myself 
from the Batman. So I'm going to say something bad about Batman here because that makes me think that I'm not, you know, that's like, that's my little way of being like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm totally not Batman because I don't like, <laughs> I don't like what the Batman's doing or something, you know? So, you know, yeah. I sometimes, I sometimes alter the way that I respond in some of those situations. Uh, what do you feel about some games where they've attempted to add morality into the 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 set of gameplay but it's almost superficial and in the end doesn't doesn't really feel like it impacts the game or that it's just really not uh i know you like you've talked about um uh what is uh mass effect like yeah. like there was there's a lot of fallout after the mass effect uh series concluded where people you know you can make those decisions and and, and it would impact some of the gameplay but in the end it, it really all kind of was on rails all along uh there's a an article i i looked at um doing doing research and stuff like that and it was like top five game moments that tried to force uh morality on you right or, or did morality wrong um and one of them was in a call of duty game uh i think uh a call of i forget which call of duty game it, it was but it's like just little little stuff like if if you don't shoot this guy, this guy's like you're you're undercover, and it's telling you, like shoot this guy or shoot at the the main bad guy of the game. If you shoot at the main bad guy of the game instead of shooting your your partner who's undercover, like it leads to the bad ending of the game. If you shoot at the bad guy, so the morality is like forcing you to get the good ending of the game to shoot your friend instead, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And and so. It's it's push, pushing you in a in a weird spot morally. You're like, well, that's not what I that's not what I would do, uh, but evidently that's the right thing to do. Yeah, using it's, quotes. yeah, it's it's almost it's almost doing like I was just saying, where thinking of the way that the that makes the most sense for the character, it makes the most sense for the scenario, maybe in a game, and so there or or just they want you to pick the wrong thing, and it's uh, yeah, I I get that. I can see how that's kind of weird and difficult there there's a uh there's another call of duty game um where the the first level of the game it's called the the mission's called no russian right and so you're undercover with these these russian dudes and you're going through an like an airport i think and they say it's called no russian because they're like don't speak russian at all <laughs> he's this guy this the cia agent is undercover with the russians and they say no russian because they want people to think that it's uh, like Americans, right? Oh, okay. Uh, and so this mission is all you're doing is you, you know, you're not fighting any bad guys. You're just going through an airport and you can either choose to shoot people in the airport as part of being undercover or, uh, not shoot anybody at all. And in the game doesn't tell you you have to do either one. It's like, you can, you can just walk through and not shoot anybody and then pass the mission. Or you can go through from the get-go and start shooting civilians because you're undercover, right? Yeah. And I, and there was a controversy when it when it came out because they're like, oh, great, they're they're uh, promoting killing people, right? Promoting terrorism. Uh, but at the end of the mission, the the whole thing is like the the Russians know that you're uh, undercover, and then they they kill you at the very end of the mission. Um. But, you know, the whole thing is you're going through and, you know, it, it's you, Travis, deciding, 
yeah, I want to I want to shoot these civilians. Yeah, because as... the the game's not directing you necessarily uh, one way or the other. That's that's yeah. interesting. I I want to I you you threw some questions out uh, in in the outline for the episode. Uh, I want I want to hit on some of these. Do you? I mean, speaking of that, speaking of the, these moral decisions that are really coming from the player, uh, were there any experiences in a game that made you feel like bad about something that you did, or uh, maybe you regretted the decision you made? Uh, uh, I probably in one of the the Mass Effect games, I probably did something that I regretted, like. Which which then I would you know load up the save and then go back. Like, no, I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> if only life had do overs and save files that we could fall back on. I think, you know, in the Mass Effect games, when you when you do something that's really dickish, right? Like, I I always played through games where I'm like I'm I'm a super good guy. I'm gonna be a super a paragon of of existence. And then the next time I play, I'm like, let me see what all the jerk moves are like. I do the exact and same I, thing, by the way. <laughs> and and man, you, it's so hard, even when you're playing as a jerk, to keep playing as a jerk. And when you and when you wipe out an entire alien race as part of your 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 jerk moves, yeah, I, I feel pretty bad about that. Yeah, I I've had a few times, specifically like Fallout games where i'm trying to play as a good guy and we you know we talk about the story leading you down certain paths there are times where there's almost been no choice but to do the bad thing or the wrong thing and it's those times have really kind of i've struggled with that uh or or i feel like oh i'm i'm violating the my character as 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 this character in the game or whatever and that's not something i would do through the choices that i'm making right now um so yeah at times i feel bad about those certain certain things and sometimes i just make mistakes in games and i i make moral mistakes where i'm like oh you know yeah i'm gonna do this and then it ends up you know some kid loses their parent or something and i'm like oh gosh (laughs) what have i done Uh, (laughs) and then i just take the game out and throw it away and i never play it again uh but there are times when i've i've made good decisions or things paid off and that's good. You know, that, that helps too. So, um, <laughs> that, what about, what about the difference between video games and film as far as morality concerned? So we, I mean, we talked a little bit with telltale and films, uh, both telling a story, but do you feel that there is a difference between the two medium as far as, uh, morality? I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Cause film, we, I, I alluded to it already, you know, with film is, not an interactive experience, right? It's 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 taking like uh, something is filmed and th- there it is. It's it's concrete. It's from start to finish. You don't you don't touch it. You just you just take it in, right? But you can see uh, how people are affected uh, by morals, right? I I'll throw out Sophie's Choice as a, as an example of a movie where like y- you don't you don't interact with that. But there's a part of you that's like, oh, Sophie has to choose between which which of these kids she's going to kill, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and you're like, there's a there's a predestined outcome to what Sophie's choice is going to be, and all you can do is is watch, and you can't affect it. Yeah, but with a film, you are a passive bystander, right? So you, but yeah. if the film is done well and and is directed well and it's a good story 
you are engaged with those characters and you care about them to a point where your empathy level you you feel for those moral decisions that they're making you you still care that much because you are invested in those characters and i feel like the way that that differs in video games is in the video game you are controlling those characters so you are not just feel feeling their choices but making those choices for them and so yeah. that inter- that level of interaction i think maybe weighs a little bit more on you now because of the limits of technology and, and gaming sometimes those choices can feel a little bit more superficial than the choices mm-hmm. that are made in films but again it is possible to make choices in a game and, and, and really feel that make those moral checks for yourself. So, um, yeah, I think, I think they're both, they both have their, their strengths. And, uh, and I think there are some good games out there that, that test your moral fortitude. <laughs> uh, do, do you think that that video games, um, or, or, or film even will will we'll expand the scope of the question. Are they, are they able to, kind of teach morality I, I mean do do they enhance or desensitize us morally do you think uh i think yes and i think that they can teach morality they can also um make you desensitized in, in some ways i if you're if you're a really big gta fan and you feel like the things that you do in that game are okay like on a larger scale maybe you have some issues and you should talk to somebody about that uh, but there are times where, yeah, we are presented simulations in, in these games. We are presented moral choices and they make us think about how we would decide in those situations to do things. So while I tend to follow a certain moral code and try to play that out in the games that I play, uh, there are also times when I try to do the exact opposite of what I feel I would do, uh, realistically because I want to explore those those other moral choices and see what kind of ramifications those might have. So uh, I don't think it necessarily says that you're a good person or a bad person, depending on how you make the moral choices in your games. Uh, if you realize that they are fictional games and that uh, it is not necessarily how you should behave in the real world. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that there is uh, something to be gained by playing through some of those scenarios and and just getting more perspective about how how you would feel in certain situations. Nailed it. Yeah, That's good. Crushed it. Thank. Cr- cr- crushed it. Crushed it. Yeah, I I I agree that because that helps us when it comes down to it learn about ourselves a little bit more, right? Beyond beyond the the things we know the uh, from day to day, right? Thinking about the other side of the coin. I think helps us build ourselves in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, do you, so, so with that, do you think that those choices that we're making is, does that reflect a deeper part of yourself or, or does it, does it do these, can these games really tell us who we are as people or is it, is it just a game and we're just, we're just mashing a or B based on, you know, just how we feel at the time. Uh, I think that they these games are like mood rings, like they don't they don't really tell us anything other than the superficial. Sure. Okay. Um, is especially since uh, until until video game morality turns in gets to be a little bit more 
um broad right where like it's it's not mass effect where you're you're doing all these different choices uh they're spreading out and then they're coming back into the same ending for everybody right until there's the technology is advanced where like <laughs> you have uh, thousands so many... of outcomes that and pot- potential it, you know exactly what's, right? what's, until, it, what's that game on on rick and morty that uh, blips blips and chits oh yeah yeah oh uh crap Uh, yeah he's taking him off the grid uh can't can't think of his name but yeah he doesn't have a social security number uh which uh, you know you you bring that question up here but that's what is the next step in video game morality uh i i would say that games like uh mass effect or, or fallout things like that bioshock they they don't exist in a realistic environment, right? So while it is a the, it tests your morality, they aren't real world scenarios for a lot of people. Yeah, that's good. So good so you can disconnect a little bit, and you don't feel as as much like this is a real question for how you would make the decision because you realize you're not really in that sort of scenario. Uh, yeah. But as things like the Oculus Rift and HTC Vive and PlayStation. VR and all all the virtual reality is becoming more and more uh, a realistic technology. I think it will continue to elevate the realism and mm-hmm. the way that we immerse ourselves in video games and, and technology like that. And yeah. I could see if you take you know a premise like a Telltale game or something like that, and and present that in a VR environment where you're not just watching the characters but you actually feel like you are a character within that story and you're having to make mm. those decisions. Um, I could see that as being a really interesting way to sort of try out those different moral choices and, and, and really take it to that next level. Um, and then like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And also, you know, make, have these be more realistic situations. I think exactly. Maybe, yeah. you know, uh, even like games like L.A. Noir that came out a while back, right? Like where it's it's based in reality, uh, you know, Los Angeles in the in the fifties, you know, something like that. I think would would add to that sense of um, decision making. Yeah, with with games like this, I think when it's 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 interpersonal, it's it's just other characters, and you're dealing with relationships and things like that. Then then you get into some more of those deeper. Uh, ideas unfortunately most games are just like hey here's a gun shoot all the things that move uh that <laughs> like that, like, that, like the <laughs> like the scene from in men in black when when will smith is trying out for men in black right right and all the aliens they're like he's with all the other people and they're like all right uh you're at their other shooting range they're like okay shoot every all the aliens right and all the other trainees are like shooting all the aliens blah 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 blah, blah. will smith's not doing anything and then like a little girl pops up and he, shoots, and he her. shoots her right between the eyes. Yeah. And they're like, "Why'd you? Why'd you shoot her?" He's like, "Well, this girl's in a bad neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> she's she's got a book with like advanced particle physics. You know, yeah, clearly. that's way above her her typical <laughs> you know study habits. That that can't be right. Yeah. yeah. And then you got like an alien that's like carrying a bag. He's like, he's just carrying his lunch. Like, who knows what that is? Like, why why would I shoot him? <laughs> like alien hanging from the street lamp. He's like, look, he's just working out. You know. <laughs> trying to get trying to get some reps in uh yeah well i i'm i'm interested to see where gaming moves forward and and not just gaming but 
um storytelling in general right so we talk about films we talk about uh video games but these these mediums are, are blending together in in new and interesting ways uh all the time and so i i i would i'm not gonna say that it's gonna be one medium in the future but there are going to be there's going to be like it's like a venn diagram there's going to be a little bit of overlap there where there will be stories that are told that feel cinematic in nature uh but are also really immersive and so I, I'm, I'm interested to see how all of that plays out in the in the near future when all of absolutely. our future episodes are featured on our website <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh is, is there anything else that you want to say about this episode Jim? uh i i will say one thing uh Minecraft was not discussed in this episode, but I had it in my notes. Um, There's a point where you talked about, do I ever feel good about things that I do in games? And I I don't know, like there's not a lot of moral decision-making in Minecraft, but it is a (laughs) game that isn't limited by like checkpoints or, or gold. I mean, yeah, you have things that you have to do, but because it's a truly open world, uh, you can play that game for years and never really achieve anything. (laughs) Um, and, but, but you get that sense of accomplishment in Minecraft at times when you do something that, uh, it's, it's, it's a different kind of accomplishment than just beating a checkpoint or clearing a level in other games. And so while it's not necessarily a moral thing, just sort of a a personality thing, it's, it's interesting to kind of play a game like that and, uh, and get that good, get those good vibes just cause you, cause you made a sweet castle or. I don't know. You bred the little sheep and they made sheep babies or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. Breeding those sheep. Out, so on, out on the homestead. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, I'll, I'll say that there, you can tell personality wise, uh, people who play Minecraft, like you and I are, are, are different when it comes to Minecraft. Cause you're like, okay, I'm building this nice castle. It's all, it's all designed perfectly. There's a refrigerator. I press the switch and it pops out some meat and I'm like, I'm building an inverted pyramid. <laughs> Here's a giant weird shape that is floating <laughs> above a lake. I'm building squirm in the sky. Uh, you know, we all, we all express ourselves differently in the world of <laughs> Minecraft. So that that's fine. Um, well, that's what we think about this we would love to hear what our listeners think about morality in video games and and beyond uh if you have a comment about this topic or want to discuss it further we would love to hear from you uh hit us up either on the comments for this episode over on the website or at any of the social links that we covered at the beginning of the show uh let us know what you guys think we'd love to continue this discussion further throughout the week so yeah that's it hit us up Uh, i did all the social stuff already so the only other thing that I ask of our, our wonderful listeners is if you are enjoying the show, if you like what you're hearing, please, whatever platform you listen to, iTunes or Stitcher, uh, over shortwave radio that you rigged with an MP3 player somehow, uh, <laughs> please leave us a review. Five stars would be ideal, but uh, if you have not left a review, it would really help the show to continue to grow and find new listeners. So head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening. Give us them five stars, please. And uh, that's it. We did it. That is, that is it. Thank you everybody for listening until next week. I am Brandon and I'm still Travis and, uh, and we are still pathetic enthusiasm. <laughs> what? All right. We should, we should, we should stop while we're at <laughs> Oh,
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.